For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another victory edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. As you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, no sunglasses today because my eyes were wide open that entire game, the stress levels that I had, but... Of course, I had my good friend to talk me off the ledge to cool me down and realize the Lions were going to pull this out because Glover Quinn did not doubt for a second that the Lions were going to get this victory, almost even at the exact same score that he predicted. So, as always, I am joined by the one, the only, Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. What is up, man? Oh, just an uh, incredible afternoon. It was... The highs, the lows, the stress, just I was glad that I had you to talk me down during that final drive because I, oh, when the Lions went down 17 to 13. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, that, that, that was stressful. That was stressful. But, you know, when, when you believe in the Lions and you believe in their offense and you believe in what they're doing and you believe that this is, a time where they win and make it to the playoffs, then you have to believe that this is a moment for Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions offense that they've leaned on all season to go and, and be who they are. You can't blame it on the defense. You can't blame it on anybody when you're down by four and you have the ball with however much time left and you got an opportunity to go score a touchdown and win the game. None of the other offenses' possessions throughout the whole entire season matter at that point. You are a top offensive team for a reason. And the one thing I like about being a pro and being a pro in football is you have to be at your best when your best is needed. That's what I love about it. You look at no other professional sport is like that. Basketball, you got a seven-game series. You don't have to be at your best every night. You lose, that's okay. You only have to be at your best when you have an elimination game. Baseball, same exact way. Football is the only game that I can think of in the professional sports rinks that you got one game and you have to be at your best. So when you look at it in that standpoint, that game right there, the lines, this is pro football. You have one drive, and you have to be at your best, and they were. They were. They really were. They were, for a lot of the game, it felt as though they were playing not to lose. We saw that first drive, and it was a great drive. I liked that they went for it on fourth down there from the one-yard line, give Zach Wilson a long field. They got the ball back on the punt return. But aside from that first drive, a lot of the time it felt as though they were just, we've got a lead, we're playing not to lose. 
as long as we don't give up any points here, we're good. And so when they did give up points, they did go down to see them put a full drive together, go for it on fourth and one, that 51 yard touchdown run from Brock Wright, who had a drop earlier in the game. They went back to him, love to see you be able to step up, put that behind you. So just that drive really was who the Lions are, or at least as you say, you are what your record shows. And the Lions record, they're now seven and seven. They are a 500 football team. Football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Right, and they're moving up in my power rank because I know people was on me last week because I had lines, I think, ranked 17. They're moving up, and that's what I said last week. I said, hey, they're playing well right now. I'm not taking nothing away from it, but at this point in the season, I also can't take anything away from teams who have better records. You know, mm-hmm. it's a difference, you know, when you're 3-1 and one and you are, you know, 8-4. and four. Like, you've had a, you know – I ain't saying you're going to look up into three and one, but you can start off with a favorable schedule and go three and one. But to be eight and four is totally different. So I can't discredit those teams just because they may be on a downhill right now. Hey, man, I still got to say those teams are at this point better, right? Because their record says they are. But the Lions record now says that they're a 500 football team, so they're going to move up in the rankings and they'll probably be a top 12 team and you know in my latest power rankings if whenever i do it again so they got a big win they went on the road they beat a good team like you said they were playing not to lose the game i think they respected the jets defense i think they, they respected you know their linebackers i think they respected their secondary i think they took some calculated shots we saw one earlier in the game where jared golf you know, when you're throwing to a speedy guy, you got to throw the ball before he breaks. You can't wait till he breaks to throw it because he's going to outrun your arm. You got to throw it. You got to see it coming open before it comes open and trust that he's going to run past those guys and put the ball out in front of him. If he put that ball five yards out in front of Jameson Williams, he's going to run under it and catch it in the end zone for a touchdown. When you underthrow him, then, you know, it's hard for those speed guys to stop when you got a guy that's not as fast it's easier for those guys to stop adjust come back and try to go up and catch the ball but you saw how fast he was running when he had to stop and turn around he almost fallen to the ground he's not even in the position to be able to jump back into dj reader to even go up and catch the ball because he's falling because he's running too fast so you got to get those balls out faster so he can run under that but i think they did what they needed to do i think they didn't respect 
or didn't expect the the line the the Jets offense to be able to score a lot on them. So they felt like, hey, we got a couple points. Let's take some calculated shots, but we're not gonna do anything to throw an interception to a Sauce Gardner or a DJ Reader or let CJ Mosley catch an interception in the middle of the field or let somebody get a sack force from or something like that to let their defense score and help their offense. We don't feel their offense can score more than 17 points on us. And we feel that we can score more than 17 points on them. And so I think that went into how they called the game and how they played the game. Well, and we were texting too during the game and you called it, hey, this is where the shot comes in. They need the shot right here. And they called it, they dialed it up. Goff checks it down. It was clearly covered. You could see him waiting, nothing came open. That gets you to third and one instead, ultimately fourth and one. And that's when they, again, fake the shot. They have, they know Amon Ra St. Brown's going to be covered in the clutch. So they let Amon Ra go out on his route, see everyone bite on him, and then slowly release that tight end results in the big play. But with Jamison Williams, wow, that speed. I think... Like you said, there's a way to fix this. They will continue to gain chemistry and more reps and all of that. But when it finally all comes together, whew, that's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, and like you said, I'm I'm looking at the game and I'm just like, okay, they're, they're, they they need a big play. They, they're going to need something, right? Because the Jets defense is playing tough, you know, and it's hard to methodically drive a ball, nickel and dominant all the way down the field and continually put good plays together without penalties or something in today's game, right? So they needed a big play. So at that point, we're around a 50-ish, right? I'm like, this is enough space for Jameson Williams to run past somebody. This right here is when you need to dial up the shot. And they dialed it up. They dialed it up. They didn't They didn't have it. But then they came back, like you said, and was able to get a big play to, to Brock, right? So you, you have to be able to use the whole field when you have space to run past people, the closer you get to the end zone, the less of a target down the field that Jameson Williams becomes. Because if he's not a go up fade ball type of guy, if he's a strictly run past you type of guy, once you get to the 20 or the 35 to the between the 30 and the, yeah, once you get to like the 30, then he can also, he can become almost a non-factor because it's just not enough room for him to run past you if if that's what his game is right so he'll be one of those guys that between the the, the 40 and the 40 you really got to look for him because that's when he's going to strike on deep plays because you got enough room to throw it to run past people you just got to make sure jared golf got enough arm to get it there and that feels very similar to what we just saw with the jets against the lions because their offense it felt as though the Lions defense really didn't respect Zach Wilson. They were coming hard on the run. And then Zach Wilson, he just started to put it up there and the Lions did not respond. There were so many opportunities for just, hey, get your hands on it. Jerry Jacobs took opportunity of the one easiest interception. I'm sure you would have loved to have a couple balls like that. I'm sure you did, but still, there were so many opportunities it felt where it's just floating up there and the Jets would make a play and the Lions wouldn't. And it was terrifying to watch in real time. Right. And, and you know, it was a couple of plays. I mean, you look at the deep pass to Asuma. Um, 
you know, Kirby Joseph can play that so much better. And, I, and I'm watching it because when the quarterback is rolling out, you want to stay a half a man behind the quarterback. That's just how it is, especially when you're going against a tight end. He's not going to run away from you. So when when Jared Goff is rolling to, to your – it would have been your right, you know, his left, you don't want to be in front of the tight end because as an interceptor, you want the quarterback to throw the ball. I tell my son this all the time. If you're going to be an interceptor, you want the quarterback to throw the ball. If you have him covered, he's not going to throw it. You have to have him covered from a positional standpoint to where once he throw it, you can make a play on the ball. He has to look open so the quarterback throws it, but you have to know if the if they throw the ball, I can get there and make a play. So once you get in front of him, trying to basically beat him to the corner, well, then there's so much space to the other side of the field. And that's what happened on the Kirby Joseph play. I don't know what happened to Deshaun Elliott's legs when on, on that play. You know, I mean, once – and I don't know why it's like this. But it's like when a tip ball or a flutter ball like that goes up in the air – you just automatically assume that the defense is coming down with that ball. Like there's no way that ball is hitting the ground. Um, and there's no way that an offensive guy is catching it. You automatically assume that a defender is catching that ball. And for him to not do that, that's those are tough plays. And those are plays that could come back and hurt you when you're playing against a good offense. You have to be able to make those plays and, you know, in the drive and give your offense back the ball. You do. You really do. And so ultimately, Zach Wilson does put one up for Jerry Jacobs. We get that one. But what ends up being the difference at the end of the game, especially, was the pass rush. Your former teammate, Romeo Aquara, comes away with two sacks in his first. This is his second game back, but his first two sacks. James Houston, he had the sack and he took out the punter on that punt return touchdown. Love to see the rookie making plays. And we also got one from John Kaminsky as well. So that really made the difference was the pass rush stepping up, which again becomes easier when the secondary is all over the receivers, but still nice to see. Yeah. I mean, rushing coverage go hand in hand, right? When you have good rush that gives you, that makes your coverage look better. When you have good coverage, it gives you your rush time to get there. And, you know, with Romeo coming back in there, getting two sacks, James Houston continuing his sack trend, you know, Kaminsky getting some push up in the pocket. When you look at those guys now having Romeo, that allows Aiden to be able to slide in on the inside and be able to do some different things in there, run different text games and stuff like that, different stunts. Their pass rush is going to really come alive um down the stretch when when you're gonna really need it you know what i'm saying like playing next week against a carolina um i don't really know i I haven't studied a lot of carolina right now um but that pass rush is gonna definitely be a contributing factor to any and everything um so it's gonna be great for those guys to continue to gain some rhythm uh, for Romeo to get in the cold tubs, get in the hot tubs, get in the treatment room, you know, keep that Achilles, keep that legs, keep the body, you know, feeling good. And he could be a huge difference maker down the stretch when you add him to your pass rush. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you tired of having to play fantasy sports across multiple platforms? Well, now, you can play fantasy sports the way you want, all in one place with Rival Fantasy. RivalFantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles. Number one, we've got challenges where you create your own head-to-heads like DeAndre Swift will outscore Jamal Williams, and then other players will feel free to challenge you directly. We also have number two, the fantasy book, the traditional over-unders that we all know and love. And number three, we've got fantasy bingo that you can play only at RivalFantasy.com. Our friends at playerprofiler.com have a special offer for you with Rival Fantasy. Sign up today with rivalfantasy.com and use promo code PLAYER and you will activate your 100% first play insurance so you can play worry-free. That's rivalfantasy.com for a 100% loss protection up to $50 on your first deposit with promo code PLAYER courtesy of Player Profiler. And we saw it with a lot of stunts today where you really didn't know who was going where. And then all of a sudden you have a free rusher off the edge. We had even in the run game, we saw that too early Deshaun Elliott had that tackle for loss on the goal line and basically set up the punt return for a touchdown. Lots of stuff like that. So I agree just what they can do with this defensive line with these edge rushers. Aaron Glenn's going to be able to get a lot more creative going forward. Panthers are a team that they should be able to get to Sam Darnold on. I think it is a mismatch in favor of the Detroit Lions. And it's just nice when the games you have to win, even when they're stressful, even when they don't put it together at times, at times it feels like they are very passive and they're almost wait, begging them to come back. It's nice when you can grit through it and still get that win because the Jets are a good team. They're just also a 7-7 seven and seven team now. Right. And, you know, when you look at the Jets and, and, and their team, you know, they are, they are a good team. They're a good up-and-coming team. They're going to play you hard. They got a good defense offensively. You know, their struggle. I mean, yeah, they can do some things, but losing Brees Hall really hurt that offense. Um, you know, really only having one receiving target and Garrett Wilson, he's really the only guy that I felt like was giving the Lions problems or could have gave the Lions problems. So, you know, CJ Uzoma, he caught a couple of touchdowns today, but he's not a guy that you go in on the game plan feeling like you gotta shut him down. So offensively is where that team struggles and that's why they're seven and 17 because they got a good offense i mean good defense but not a great offense so that makes you an average team right you look at the lines they are average team right now as far as their record because at the beginning of the year they had good offense not great defense right and the last few weeks they've done a great job to show that our offense is still good our defense can be good and now they've dug themselves out of a hole and got back to a seven and seven record with three games left to play. You can end up 10 and seven. And like, that's a miraculous turnaround. You know, that's, that's what you expected from them throughout the whole season. 
It just took them a little while to get there. They took the hard route to get there. <laughs> they did not take, they took the long way around. Sometimes, you know, you take the scenic route to get there, but they're surging at the right time. The rush defense too. Only 23 yards to Bam Knight, only 15 yards to Michael Carter. It's under 40 yards total for the two of them. That is just what we've almost become accustomed to from the Lions. It's fascinating to see because every week early in the season, it would be, man, they are just not closing down on their tackles. Miss tackle, miss tackle, miss tackle. Now, every time it's a hat on a hat on a hat, multiple people in on every tackle. It's just a completely different defense now. Right, and and that's the good thing about it, you know. What I'm saying when you when you, when you start out playing bad early, those are things that you really key in and focus in on in your practices and your meetings. You talk about those things. When you start out winning games early, you don't really have to be playing great, great, but you're winning games. Some of those things kind of get lost in the shuffle because you're winning games, and then all of a sudden, once you start once it starts to catch up with you, it's kind of late now to fix it because you're in mid-season, almost end of season. So for it to happen to the Lions early and they could focus on those things early, and then, like you said, they lose, they lose a lot of games, right? It was one in six. But to be able to continue to focus on those things and now be able to put those things to bed as far as the negative of it, and be able to play good run defense. Stop giving up big plays. You look at it today. I mean, they had a couple of big plays. One right before halftime, they caught the big pass. Um, you know what I'm saying? But you don't see big plays going for touchdowns and things like that that really hurt you as a defense. And so I think the struggles that they had early in the season with the secondary, with the run game, with all those things, they've really put a focus on those things defensively. And it's really helped them defensively. And now, you know, they're able to play really good complimentary football with that high-powered offense. And as you said early in the year, in September, in October, it gets cold in November. It gets cold in December. If the Lions don't go from 1-6 and six to 6-1 six and one down the stretch, if they are, say, a three-win team, just imagine how much harder this game would be. It's a cold day in New York. Yeah, it was sunny, but it was still 40 degrees. That's the kind of game against a team like New York with a defense that will absolutely take it to you that would test your will had the Lions not been able to surge the way they have. And as it stands now, they are in the playoff hunt. We've been saying it for weeks. You have called your shot week after week after week. You were only eight points off of the correct score. From <laughs> I can't believe just the knack you have for this lately. Calling the games, calling the run they've had. It's just, <laughs> you know, it. I mean, I just look at the games. I look at the teams. I look at the games. And you, and you look at, you know, what teams are playing for. You look at all these different things and you just kind of say, you know, these are the matchups. This is this. And you never can predict the, the, the what's going to happen, like, of the NFL, right? We always have those. Like, you can't predict what Jacksonville did. Like, you can't predict, predict how the Houston game. Like, you can't predict those things, right? That's when you when you look at it on paper that's 
that's a Kansas City team. You know, if I go back and look at that game, they probably didn't execute great defensively, mm-hmm. offensively, special team wise. They did some things to let the Texans stay in that ball game. So did Jacksonville and the Cowboys, and and the Jacksonville Jaguars end up winning that game, right? So when I look, think about the lines. You're only thinking about if one team play their best and the other team play their best, what do you think is going to happen? And, you know, I felt like if the Jets played their best and the Lions played their best, I felt like the Lions would have been, you know, two touchdown win. You know, I felt like if, I mean, they they could have got 28. You know what I'm saying? You look, And they end up getting that touchdown at the beginning of the game. But you you look different different ways. They probably could have got another one in there some kind of way, right? And that's just kind of how I do it. You know, I, I, I'm i sitting here thinking about the Panthers now coming up. And I got to look at those guys and, and get a feel for them and see, you know, what they do, what they like to do, how they are playing. I think I was listening to the game today, and it says if the Panthers went out, then they control their own destiny, right? Yeah. If they went out, then they'll win the NFC South. And I don't know for sure if they won today. They were playing they Pittsburgh, not. so they lost. Yeah. They lost to Pittsburgh, so I actually picked Pittsburgh to win that game. But, <laughs> um, so I don't know what the Carolina Planters will have to play for next week. So that could be a good game for the Lions to go in and get a win. And they go and beat they go and beat Carolina this week. They're going to come back home to the Chicago Bears, and they're going to beat the Bears. And then it's going to be set up for, you know. Do they go to Green Bay in week 18? And Green Bay on, on this time is is trying to play spoiler. You know? I don't want to call it right now, but I think the Lions are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I think the Lions are going to make the playoffs. I really do. Seahawks are 7-7 seven and seven now. Obviously, they have the tiebreaker over the Lions, but... Seahawks play Kansas City, who didn't play their best game, but it's still Kansas City, whereas the Lions face the Panthers. We talked over and over again about the Commanders versus the Giants. They face each other tonight, and then they've got a tough stretch of games coming up. The Lions are this close to the playoffs. Three games. Let's do it. They, they, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. The city deserves it. They're going to do it. I I think, you know, they've gotten healthy at the right time. They've gotten healthy at the right time. And they won just enough games early in the season to be able to withstand some of the losses. And put themselves in a great situation. But to be able to win, you know, I think they won what five or six out of the last seven or something like that. Yeah. Like they're on fire. They're they're hot right now. They they're hot right now. And and you know, their remaining games, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead, but they are very winnable football games. And the Lions feel like they're the team that nobody wants to face right now in the NFC. Jaguars kind of feel that way in the AFC too, that they're better they're a worse record than the lions and the lions proved they were better than the jaguars but there's still those kinds of teams that they're in the hunt they have something to play for and they can make plays on offense on defense it's all coming together jaguars take out the cowboys which was shocking 
absolutely shocking. Eagles, competitive game with the Bears, too. So it's a competitive division right now. Competitive conference, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, this has been some good some good games. Like you you start looking at it, you know, a lot of these games are meaningful games right now. And you're seeing teams start to fizzle out, and you're seeing teams start to but in the NFL, it's really about who's playing the best at the end of the year. That's really what it's about. Who's playing the best? So you look at a team like Jacksonville, who knows? Like Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, I just got a notification. Ryan Tannehill just got carted off the field with a parent ankle mm. injury look like. Mm. You know, the Texans aren't in a factor. The Colts aren't a factor. Tennessee is the only thing between Jacksonville. Jacksonville got two big wins these last couple weeks. Um, Tennessee just lost their starting quarterback. I mean, they're only seven and five, I think, right? Seven yep. or something. You look up, Jacksonville could make the playoffs. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it just – and if they have that confidence, they have that feeling, they have that swag, like, we can play with anybody. Those are the teams that you don't want to play in the playoffs. They just – you just don't want to play them. You know, they can go in with a defense, some good offensive skill guys. They got Trevor Lawrence. He is a number one overall draft. He is a good player. They can do enough to win a football game. And in the playoffs, like I spoke on earlier in the season and in this in the show, the NFL, you only have to be at your best this one game. And if you are, you can pull out a win. And if you are not, you can get beat just like that. Season over. So I wouldn't sleep on any of these teams right now that are basically in the playoffs already far as their playoffs has started. They lose a game, they know their season is over. Like the Jets, it's going to be very difficult for the Jets to get in now. They lost that game today. That boosted the lines up, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars, if they lose today, it's going to be very difficult for them to get in there. They win. So their playoffs are kind of starting already. Every game that they go out and play is a playoff-type game. And those are teams you don't want to see when the actual playoffs get started. Nobody wants to see the Lions right now. Nobody wants to see the Lions in the playoffs. One more home game, two more road games, three games. That is all that stands between the Detroit Lions and the playoffs. Likely a date with the Minnesota Vikings. Could be a date with the San Francisco 49ers. Either way, it's a good time to be a Detroit Lions fan. Glover, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Man, go Lions. The Vikings definitely don't want to see the Lions in the playoffs. So the Lions just got to stay focused. They're hot right now. They just got to stay focused. Tune out the noise. Let us talk. Sports talk. That's what we have to do. Tune out the noise. Stay locked in. Go get ready for the Carolina Panthers. Like I said two weeks ago, when you win in December, every game gets bigger. So this Jets game was the biggest game of the season. They won it. Now Carolina is the next biggest game of the season. Prepare to go win it. One game at a time. One game at a time for three more times. Three more weeks. That's all it takes. The Lions are in a great position. All we got to do is handle business. And we will be back to handle business later this week to talk all things Detroit Lions versus Carolina Panthers. 
But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.